media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. Hi everybody, and welcome to Obscurity Now. I'm always cool all the time, no matter what kind of pressure is going on. Uh, my name is Steve, maybe Rogers, and with me is my uh, <laughs> co-host, Yehel. Yehel, how's it going? I'm good. I'm a, I'm a spicy, hot man, unlike yourself, due to my Hispanic heritage. <laughs> Uh, he really needed a, a sidekick like yourself uh, in that in the sh- movie right. we're going to be talking about here in a second. Uh, but before we get that, uh, happy Fourth of July to you, buddy! Yes, uh, happy Fourth of July to you. Are you are you feeling free today, Steve? Um, no, more or less freer than usual, I'd say. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I have pretty good memories about Fourth of July, um, but. Usually they involve fireworks, but we're not really doing any of that today. Uh, instead, I'm going to talk about uh, Captain America, the TV movie, with you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it has its own fireworks of <laughs> sorts. <laughs> I think we watched a different version. That <laughs> it's, it's an explosive film. Yeah, if you want to, more like duds, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, we've already said too much. Uh if you're joining us here on 4th of July instead of uh, having hot dogs with your family, uh, thank you. And um, <laughs> if you do have to leave to go have hot dogs with your family or shoot off fireworks, uh, not to worry. Uh, tomorrow, the video will be available on YouTube as well as the, the podcast. So make sure you check out all of our uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, for those uh, links. Uh, so, Yehel, are you ready to talk about, um, <laughs> Captain America 1979? I am ready for this discussion. All right, here's our feature <laughs> presentation bumper. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right. So, uh, Yehel, what is your history with uh, Captain America, the character? Like, when was the first time you ever knew there was a Captain America in, well, a fictional Captain America in this world? <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I don't really know, man. It's just one of those things, like, that he's always just kind of been around, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't remember as a little kid, like, the first... I, you know, I'm, I'm sure I saw him when I was, like, six or five or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, he's just always kind of been there, uh, like uh, like an abusive parent. He's always kind of been there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't think of him that way, do you? What are your thoughts on uh, Captain no, America? No, I, I mean, that's not what Jack Kirby wanted from us. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jack Kirby just wanted to be paid like decently, uh, yeah. which he never was up until the day he passed away, sadly. Um, but that's another podcast uh, all oh. together. <laughs> Thankfully, he uh, had the pleasure of seeing his uh, comic book, one of his characters, come to life mm-hmm. oh, uh, in, on the small screen. <laughs> well, one of, I mean, around this time, they also had the uh, Hulk show. And then mm-hmm. there was also the... Um, 70s uh spider-man show which i mean but that's you know they weren't jack kirby uh characters maybe the hulk i can't remember uh but yeah um you're right i mean we're gonna do uh, for a quick rundown on captain america the uh, character who's created by joe wait jack kirby and joe schuster (laughs) all the way back in uh 19 40 shoot i have it written in my notes here somewhere uh 1940 shoot one of my favorite yeah. fake years <laughs> 1940 shoot uh 1941 so, um back uh, for timely comics which is what marvel used to be called before it became marvel so um that's a fun little uh, cocktail uh you know piece of info if you want to impress yeah. a girl oh, oh, on a, date. a conversation with a lady across the room you want to uh get in uh, the pants of and uh <laughs> 
You're, you're, you're sure to go home alone, actually, by the end of the night. Excuse me. Did you know that Marvel Comics used <laughs> to be uh, timely comics? And speaking of oh, timely, uh, really? I think it would be timely if we went back to my apartment. Oh, okay. Well, um, hold on. I'll be right back. I just have to leave you forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked for my wife. Nah, not really. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, actually, for me, Captain America very well might be the first comic book action or superhero that I ever read, like all the way back in, I think, uh, first grade. You know, uh, really? when you would have uh, like library day where they would like drag mm-hmm. you to the library and force you to get a book? Well, there were actually um, several um, Marvel, like they were uh, like hardbacks, and each of them had like a couple of issues of there was one for Captain America, one for the Fantastic Four, one for Daredevil, and uh, I I remember checking out the uh, Captain America book, if you want to call it that, and I remember I had my uncle who was staying with us uh, read it to me, even though I I think I could read at that time, but I was too lazy to do so. <laughs> and uh, just unwilling. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was just. Well, I was like, "Can you read it for me, Uncle?" And he sort of explained to me like how a comic worked um, when he read it to me, like explaining how the thought bubbles worked and and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. um, and I've always pretty much liked uh, Captain America ever since. Um, I. Yeah. I read the Ed Brubaker one, which is what the whole, like, the Winter Soldier movies uh, were based off of. Like, and those are awesome if you're looking for any Captain America uh, material to read. And, um, and to me, he's uh, definitely not old and retired like in the movies. He's still kicking ass in the comics. But, um, but that's another story. Um, and speaking of kicking ass... Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of that uh actually not really no <laughs> oh my goodness uh okay so let's uh let's get into uh captain america 1978 uh it was 79 79 right right it was uh i i had a hard time i didn't find like too much info about this i mean i found the basics i mean it's it's runtime is an hour and 37 minutes and you feel every minute of it um and uh it, it, it's uh it, it's an hour and 38 minutes of freedoms <laughs> I, I, I felt captured i wanted to go to bed um you know maybe you know i you didn't want anyone but uh you to be able to be heard on this podcast mm-hmm. maybe you're just jealous of another steve uh, getting the, the spotlight, uh, and that's why you didn't enjoy this movie. What? Why I don't know what you're talking about, you hell. Uh, <laughs> people know me way more than Steve Rogers. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm not deluded in any way. Um, but, uh, but wow. Yeah, so I'll just go ahead and jump into this uh, synopsis before we get into the IMDb. Uh, here we go. When Steve Rogers, a commercial artist, is almost murdered by spies looking for his late father's secrets, he is saved in surgery when the flag formula is injected into him. This serum not only heals him, but gives him tremendous strength and lightning reflexes. To help Rogers retaliate against his attackers, a government agency equips him with a special motorcycle loaded with gadgets, included a detachable shield that's not only bulletproof, but can be thrown as a weapon. Thus armed, he battles against the nation's enemies as the Sentinel of Liberty, Captain America. Was that? Did you write that? Uh, no, I found it. Um, if you go a little bit deeper on the IMDb, like someone else wrote it. Oh, uh, um, someone. Yeah, I was, gonna, that was definitely a uh, more in-depth uh, synopsis than the usual ones we find. Yeah, like the the regular one was just like a couple of sentences. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, did you want to handle some of the IMDb? Uh, sure. So the, the first thing is the guy that plays Captain America, Red Brown. Mm-hmm. So I had never heard of this guy before, but apparently uh, some of the people I know have heard of him, and he did like a bunch of B movies. Oh yeah, old, um, old Rebby, Rebby they call yeah, him. Yeah, he's. I did read that he's a legitimate big fan of Captain I America. I read that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is always nice when uh, you know the actor playing the character you know is, is a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he certainly looks the part. Sure. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, on a level of one to ten, on a, on a uh, on an acting talent ability scale, uh, I would say he didn't show up to be rated. <laughs> no, no. I, I could sense that, you know, he like at first he had a certain, I could say maybe a certain charisma. But the right. problem is, is that it never like left that certain charisma could, ever. Because at first when we meet him, he's like, he kind of just seems like a cool, chill guy. Yes, yes. He's... He, He's got that like laid back uh, kind of charisma where he's just like friends with everybody, everybody likes him because right. he's so easygoing. Right, right. And, and then about halfway through the movie, he is still like, oh, okay, yeah, to like everything. <laughs> he just sounded like and, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's kind of what he sounds like. He, I mean, he is Keanu oh, Reeves. my life we're talking about. Right, right. Oh, my, my favorite is when he finds uh, there's a lot of people here who who get murdered, but you like, you never get to like meet them. So you never feel bad about their death. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, that's how I like my, my death. Yeah. So well, I, I mean, I'm just saying they never show the characters alive. He just, he showed up in, I have it written like later in my notes in some guy's office and he's like already like dying and there's just like no emotion on his face. He just comes up and like puts a hand on him and he's like, you're going to be okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he dies. Yeah, okay. and then the guy dies, and then he still doesn't bother to emote. Uh, but uh, but but more on that later. Uh, let's um, let's make our way through the cast a little bit more. Um, you, you can uh, go. Honestly, he's like pretty much the only oh, yeah. one that I really looked into because. I, I mean, I, I kind of thumbed around like a few other people, mm -hmm. but like man, like nobody. These are these are a a actors who had their prime like before this for the most part oh yeah yeah you know? um, this was in 1979 so it wasn't like people i had ever heard of right so i'll just read them off lynn berman is dr simon mills man i found he, he's some of his lines and stuff like just come off so like pervy uh but uh i don't know uh yeah. then we've and, and was he wearing a wig uh oh i never um i don't know i didn't I think he was his hair looked <laughs> suspicious <laughs> well i thought red brown's hair looked suspicious like it was uh like ramen or something <laughs> you you just never seen hair that free baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> true you got me there all right then we've got um heather mincius Men Menzius Menzis uric menzies menzies uric uric yeah do oh. is dr wendy day um yeah then uh robin matson is tina hayden Joseph Ruskin is Rudy Sandrini. Uh, I believe that was one of the bad guys. Uh, Lance mm -hmm. Legault is uh, Harley. Frank Marth is Charles Barber. I know there's a lot of Frank Marth fans out there. I'm glad I mentioned him. Uh, <laughs> not, that can't be a real name. No, no. And uh, I'm just going to end with this last guy. Uh, former porn star Harry Johnson uh, was... Uh, Jerry, <laughs> um, but he was credited as Chip Johnson for some reason. Like I don't know. Well, that's his other porn. That's when he uh, <laughs> does like the real CD porn that uh, he doesn't want the people <laughs> yeah. in the straight porn industry to find out about. I guess. Yeah, the gay for you know? pay porn. It's like just call. Yeah, me he doesn't Chip. want to get blacklisted in the seventies. I guess for seventies porn. So right, right, for sure. Um, so, oh man, there's a couple of quite a bit of fun facts here and i'd say fun with quotation marks i guess uh you already covered that red brown was a captain america fan um yeah. and um he's actually the second actor to pr ever portray captain america the first was dick purcell who played captain america in the 1944 serial and uh now that i'm thinking about it i actually did a uh um, a video like five years ago it's actually on this channel if you're watching this on YouTube that uh, tries to decide or compares and contrasts all the actors who played Captain America so check it out mm -hmm. there'll be a link in the description um, there's a really funny um, apparently at a, a comic-con of some kind Reb Brown said that the production cost for this movie was one million dollars <laughs> I honestly, I believe it. Did, did you expect it to be less? Uh, well, and this is the funny thing. If you go to the wiki, and I know this is a joke, someone said that the budget was $150,000. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> no way. I know, I know. That's someone messing with us. Um, but no, I, I mean, I could see like, I mean, just to like pay for the, you know, the cameraman and then for his cool van and car. Like, I mean, that would, that'd be like, you know, I, half a million. I, I think, I genuinely think half the budget went to fucking helicopters. Oh, there's so many. Oh, man. They're so, I don't know who has this hard on for helicopters. Uh, maybe it was a thing in the late 70s. You know, people just, everybody just loved the copters. But there are so many scenes. This movie could have been, I, I, I think, legitimately, not exaggerating, mm. about 15 to 20 minutes shorter mm. if they had trimmed down these helicopter scenes. Because there's two in particular where it's just long scenes of a helicopter being followed by the camera. Uh, and it, like, the, one of them, the helicopter is chasing Captain America. Mm-hmm. On his motorcycle before he's like taken up proper the uh, Captain America mantle, right. and that goes on, dude. It felt like ten minutes. Oh, um, well, I mean, I'm, I know it's it's probably obvious, but I mean, that's an old trick where if you want to extend your runtime, you just have a long ass like chase vehicle chase, yeah. or even some people don't even do chases. It's just here's a guy driving in a car for like you know five minutes uh, yeah. just to extend the runtime. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm wondering if like uh, if uh, um, shoot uh, the who's the raper of childhood Michael Bay. I wonder if he <laughs> didn't uh, take a few cues from uh, director Rob Holcomb. Um, yeah, maybe uh, because yeah, um, like that's I mean you don't see as many helicopters like outside of a Michael Bay movie as you do here and. 1979 yeah. Captain America and uh, and there was a few more uh, credits that we forgot here. I mean, this brilliant script was written by <laughs> Don Ingalls. I mean, he he did the teleplay and the story and I guess his writing partner Chester Crumholes, <laughs> former <laughs> porn star Chester Crumholes helped him with the story. Um <laughs> crumb holes so that i can't you can't make this stuff up um oh my god uh and, and you know what that sorry just one more thing about these helicopters oh please uh, go, go for it there's another helicopter scene towards the end that's even longer than the first helicopter scene and less exciting because it's literally just shots of a helicopter like kind of following him on his motorcycle Mm -hmm. and he's like fall like trying to catch up to a um semi truck and it goes on for like 15 minutes and there is literally one sentence of dialogue (laughs) i know like unbelievable the audacity steve the audacity since we're talking about that scene maybe it's the one piece of dialogue that i'm thinking of it's when uh, Cap feels the need to call Simon, who's in the helicopter. He's basically doing the, I don't know, the what do you call it, the cover guy or the uh, yeah, intelligence he's, he's guy. He's a doctor, right? But he can also fly a helicopter. Of course, I mean you got to be able to do both. Like yeah. back in 1979, that's that, that seven year uh, med school stuff. Come on, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but he goes. Well, he keeps for some reason they have to use like code names, I guess, because. I don't know if you know, but uh, actually, I mean, we might as well just get into this now. This Captain America sort of encompasses some really popular trends that was going on in the 70s. Uh, number one, that of like the really cool souped up van. Like everybody mm-hmm. had to have a cool van. Also, like Evil Knievel was like a big deal. Yep. Um, and then. Yeah, his suit like reeked of Evil Knievel. Oh, he reeked of evil. All right. <laughs> um, Maybe some Super Dave Osborne. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for referencing Super Dave Osborne. Um, you'll get a, a extra. You'll get a bonus in your. Um, oh, thank you. In your thank check, you. yeah. Uh, and then also for a while, like um, CB radios were, a, were really popular, and I guess mm-hmm. that's why because Captain America would like call him up and be like a chopper, like something something's happening. It's like I don't think you guys need to use your like call signs and stuff, yeah. like. Would he like radioed him to tell him, I just dropped off my bike. Like he's on the truck. That's what I was going to. And then he just replied, well, I'll have my men come pick it up. It was like, 
It was like the uh, person who wrote this were like, oh man, the audience is really going to be worried about what happened to Cap's bike. So we need to let them know that it's going to be okay. So we- It was so weird. It, it, was. it was definitely just to get the CB radio in. I, I think you're right. Uh, but I mean, I think it was to let the audience know that the bike was okay too. Like it, it was twofold of ridiculousness. But, but, but the thing is like, so... I thought the same thing at first, too. Like, okay, well, I guess his bike is going to get used one more time at least mm -hmm. before the movie ends. And that's why they're, like, letting the audience know so there's no plot hole about the bike. But no, no. <laughs> we, won't. <laughs> we don't see it again. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Smoke Monster in the chat said that this Captain America movie used to play on TV all the time for some reason. And I actually, I, I've heard of this movie before. Mm -hmm. But I had never actually watched it. I don't remember it uh airing on tv but I, I mean i'm sure it did but uh yeah i i lucked out i guess yeah <laughs> I like i um yeah i forgot to ask you your uh, history with this movie because i had never seen it uh, either uh, i a, a big captain america mark if you will um like mm -hmm. i didn't watch it i think i i'm pretty sure i watched this one and maybe even the sequel uh, believe it or not ladies and gentlemen there is a sequel to this movie mm -hmm. uh, a, a sequel that cost three million dollars to make they it, the first one was so successful the sequel has uh, three times the helicopters right according to red brown it cost nearly three million dollars um i think he i'm sure he's so he's too stupid to lie <laughs> he's just too good looking to lie you gotta believe him. yeah um, he's a handsome man gotta give and, him that. yeah i mean he was built for the part no doubt about that and um and yeah and he's just too laid back you gotta trust a, a guy who's as laid back as that um yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't. Well, we haven't gotten to the bad yet, so we'll. Uh, what did you think about um, the lady that played? Uh, she was like in charge of Flag, uh, Wendy, Doctor Wendy Day, the actress Heather Menzies Urich. Have you ever seen her in anything before? Uh, uh oh, I think I know what's coming on. No, 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 Steve. It's not. I, I know. I've never seen her in Star Trek. I've never seen her in Star Trek. Um, no, I I don't think I'd have, I've ever seen anyone. Um, in this I, I mean i'm familiar with red brown from yeah from b movies but i've never seen anybody else uh from this movie and anything else well i've never seen her in star trek but she has seen two different captains <laughs> because she was in tj hooker with captain kirk and spencer for hire in which captain cisco played hawk all right here it comes <laughs> ah oh no we've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. <laughs> oh, it never gets old. Uh, yes, I was. You know, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, this is gonna be, this is gonna be tough for you, hell, to connect to Star Trek <laughs> this time. But he found a way. He found yeah, a way. Yeah. Every, everyone's connected to Star Trek somehow. Every production. When will we be? Uh, when will we be? Um, I, I can only get so erect thinking about this. Stuff. <laughs> oh, <God>. Well, that's <laughs> a new low for our show. To keep it a little more PG, but uh, this <laughs> Yingling light uh, is really good. Oh, man, I really miss Yingling. For some reason, they don't have it on the West Coast. Um, eh, I mean, it, it's definitely not a beer I drink very often these days, but uh, but I'm usually uh, in a bottle of vodka because uh, I have real life problems now, so... Don't you know? You gotta go straight to the liquor. What uh? What beer do you think uh? Red Brown drink or Captain? <laughs> now nah, let's go with Red Brown. What do you think he drinks these days? Uh, Natty Light. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> there was actually I almost bought it when I was at the store. There was a Natty Light can covered in like stars and stripes and stuff. But uh, yeah. I I was like I don't want to put that in my body. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I tell you what I do want to put in my body is uh the sequel to this movie because Steve, unlike you. I actually, this was better than I expected. I gotta be honest. Really? Oh my goodness! No one is more surprised than me. I I thought like it was interesting how this movie, the the plot of it, kind of follows the formula that modern Marvel movies do. It's true. Where? Let me jump in there real quick. Are we launching into the good now? Oh sure, yeah. I'm sorry. We we do have a format. Uh, let, let, no, well, what were we talking about first? The bad, right? I mean, I just no, no. I just we were still. Uh, there were a few more fun facts, like one or two. Oh, go ahead, go, go ahead, go, go um, ahead. Drop your, drop your FFs. <laughs> and I, I mean, the only reason I'm jumping in is because I have uh, two new bumpers. <laughs> um, Please. Yeah, you can never have enough. I I, I read that somewhere. Just like you can't have enough red brown. Yeah. 
It's, he sounds like a condiment of some kind. I don't know. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, is, this, is your steak a little uh, little dry? Why don't you put a little red brown? Rub a little red brown. Put a on little it. red brown on it. Um, red brown brub. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like Bob Loblaw from Arrested it Development. It does. Yeah, he should really go into the um, like the same biz- the barbecue business with Jr. Um, yeah. But anyway, like I just <laughs> I found it interesting that apparently this motorcycle and van were actually loosely adapted. From the comic books of the '80s, um, the um, the designs were actually uh, from Wakanda. You know, everybody loves Black Panther these days, <laughs> uh, courtesy of King T'Challa himself. Um, and uh, let's see, Captain Marvel launching. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, and that's basically the last fun fact um, that I have. So let's jump right into the good, the very, very good. That's it. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, you were you were beginning to praise the movie. I want to hear where this is going. So, <laughs> well, I actually, I, I even though like modern Marvel movies can be very formulaic, especially when it's the first film for a character, mm-hmm. um, I did like that. It, I think it's a good formula. I, I think it works pretty much every time you know you have the reluctant hero doesn't really usually want to be put in this situation to be a hero sure some circumstance happens that puts him into it and they did the thing where they wait forever to actually put him in the costume right right and even which i think is a good move and even when he gets the a costume it's not the costume they save that to the very, very, very last yeah. frame. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, I actually agree with you on that. Yeah, there is some, you know, typical hero's journey stuff here, which right. I mean, you know, needs to be there for uh, every superhero movie, I would say. Um, yeah. But of course, a lot of that stuff gets uh, bogged down with all the the spy plot stuff. Um, thus, uh, may, and then they. Sp- talk about and don't show a lot <laughs> so yeah and they, they do do that mm-hmm. and I, which i assume a lot of its budget oh related. absolutely <laughs> one million you know, just wasn't enough well dude like i mean you, you know they the, the movie opens with like a shot of a really long shot of him driving uh on the road while they're doing the opening credits but it's shot from a helicopter oh sure uh, yeah i actually which back then that's expensive as hell. Yeah, I actually have that. I, I like the opening. I like the fact that they use mm-hmm. the comic book logo at the beginning. The uh, mm-hmm. the aerial footage of um, of him uh, driving around in his van is actually pretty cool. Um, now, what did you think about the uh, the soundtrack at this time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't watch a lot of movies from the 70s. I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of them outside of like sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a 70s soundtrack, man. Like it's not, you know, it's weird. If somebody told me based on the soundtrack, what year did this get made? I would have said like 72, 73, maybe mid 70s. Weird that it's using this in the late 70s. Yeah. I mean, there's always that period between decades where like, even though like you're in like 82, the style is still like the 70s like it hasn't become Mm -hmm. like the 80s that everyone knows yet so yeah the soundtrack feels very dated aside from there's a little bit of peppering of synthesizers here and there like when he does his powers and stuff which i actually kind of like um and i think uh to what you were saying earlier that you expected it to be worse than it was See, I think I watched both films back when I did my video five years ago, and I remembered it being better. Maybe it was the second movie that's better. But, um, but yeah, this was just, uh, it ended up being pretty boring. Um, See, I, for whatever reason, I, I don't know why, but I didn't find it boring at oh, all. Wow. I, outside of the helicopter scenes that went on way too long, I actually liked that there was a bit of a story in terms of a little a little bit of backstory here like it was nothing like great but mm-hmm. about like uh you know how he got the serum what they were doing with it why he had to have the serum i like that there was a reason for that yeah let's uh let's I, talk about that like what do you think about the reworking of captain america's origin i mean essentially this is the son of captain america and right um I th- I like I tried finding reasons for why they they changed it. I I mean I guess I can 
I mean, I imagine like maybe the <laughs> the two dudes who wrote this, uh, <laughs> Holt Crumb or whatever his name is, yeah. uh, Ingles and Crumholes. That's what it was. Crumhole, crumhole. They're sitting around and. Because all right, all right, in the comics, all right, it's pretty well known. Uh, you know, Captain America was a big World War II hero. He like fell off of a missile into uh, icy waters, which froze him and kept him preserved. And the Avengers found him and revi- um, revived him in this, the '60s, and that's how he ended up in the '60s. So, like, why couldn't they just do that? Like for the eighties, they could have just been like, Hey, look, we found, I mean, I guess it's budget. Well, to be, to be fair, like we don't really know because wasn't this initially going to be like a TV show Yeah. and then they decided to make a movie and obviously Mm -hmm. they had the future movies. And I did read that they had planned, they had future plans to do crossovers with like Captain America, Hulk and Spider-Man. Yep. So it seems like they had some like bigger plans. So I bet they were going to bring him back. And maybe because they said that he was murdered, but they never tell you how he was murdered. Right. They never tell you anything about his body being found. Mm-hmm. It's all very vague. So it I is. assume that the idea was to bring him back and maybe they would do some kind of playoff. Oh, it turns out, you know, we had seen him like crash from this plane or mm. whatever. And we assumed he was dead. Turns out he was frozen. You know, oh, well, that would have been interesting. And then you could have because they've as far as I know, they've never done even in the comics. They've never done like captain america and son like it would be really weird if they somehow retconned all this into <laughs> the comics like that because yeah. there's a you know that whole you saw into the spider-verse right mm-hmm. um the whole uh the japanese spider-man was like a a show um over there and he's got like it's you know very power rangery <laughs> and yeah, you know yeah. i mean and essentially they uh into the spider-verse makes that canon by bringing it into the movie um yeah you know whatever i mean they'll they'll never reference the show ever in the future i'm no, sure no uh, i i don't think there, there, there's any danger of that uh <laughs> one, one thing i liked about the serum mm-hmm. and uh i maybe maybe like is a, isn't the right <laughs> word because it, it, it's something that ca- caught me off guard but i think it works uh in because they were trying to ground this kind of in reality sure the, the movie mm-hmm. which i also appreciated because i thought it was gonna be like very corny and very cheesy kind of geared at kids mm-hmm. and it looked like they were trying to like kind of like market it more towards adults and yeah it i would say that it has the same tone as uh the incredible hulk show uh basically yeah, yeah. i think that's fair but they they refer to the serum first. They call it a steroid. Oh yeah, I've got that written right here. I'm like steroid exclamation. But maybe in '79 they weren't frowned upon so much. Well, I don't think that they were illegal until the early '80s, so they might have mm-hmm. still been legal. Thank you, Vince um, McMahon. But, uh, yeah, it, it was just funny because he's like, ah, oh, basically it's. A, he says something to the effect of basically it's a super steroid or the ultimate steroid. Right. He calls it. Yeah, that is funny. And, and then he kind of explains a little bit further how it was made or whatever. So I thought it was good that they like kind of grounded it in reality a little bit more rather than have it be some like weird experiment that the government was running where now where anybody could uh, become, you know, a super soldier. I did like that they made it more like, hey, you're the only guy because, you know, this is tied to the genes of your father and you're the only his only uh, living relative or son or whatever. Um, you're the only one that can take this without dying because every mouse they give it to dies right well i mean in the original captain america origin uh like the scientist who created the super soldier serum after captain america takes it is immediately gunned down by nazis so basically all the other super soldiers that cap goes up against it's like you know not the same it's not as good basically yeah um so i mean like 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 they're not using real sugar they're using uh <laughs> splenda that corn, it's cornstarch stuff or whatever yeah the, yeah, like, corn yeah. Syrup. exactly um but um but yeah like it was it was interesting the backstory that they created and yeah i didn't i didn't hate it either i i just wish like i could find out why i mean i guess there was really no reason it's just what they decided on um yeah grounding it in reality um basically and i like that when speaking of good i've got more i like that once uh captain america is given the serum to save his life because he doesn't want it earlier in the movie that his some of his concerns that he brings up are like well uh 
you know, now I have to be like super careful about everything I do. You know, if I lose control, I could hurt somebody. I could even kill him. Uh, he talks about that. Uh, yeah. he, he makes a terrible, <laughs> a hilarious example of it when he's like holding a pencil. He's like, if I shake this too hard or squeeze it too hard and then he breaks a pencil. Well, shit, Captain America, if I squeeze a pencil too hard, it'll break too. I know. Not- <laughs> like, I thought that was pretty hilarious, too. I'm like, yeah, it's just a pencil, man. Any, I think I can handle a pencil. Yeah. But, but I did like that it established, uh, it was one of the few times in the film where they showed rather than told. And I mean, that they are showing you that he has like a certain moral center mm-hmm. and he's concerned about, hey, I have to be real careful about what I do in everyday life now so I don't hurt others. Right, you know? right. So I thought that went a long way to establishing who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that stuff is uh, is decent, I would say. But it's all um, executed how I felt, you know, in the most... He, he doesn't deliver the lines well, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's one of the many problems uh, of this uh, let me see if did you have any more good, you hell? Um, I liked that they blew up like real, uh, like like when his van gets thrown off the side of the mountain or whatever. Sure, the, that they did a real van instead of like cheap miniature stuff. And I loved when the dummy flew out of that van onto the onto the mountain. <laughs> yeah, that was um, so good. That was awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll say that's like good. Good, bad. Um, yeah. There's some interesting shots in this movie, too. Like when uh, he's at the Captain America's at the beach with the Dr. Bills or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they do like the zoom out shot. And as it zooms out, it goes through like the one of the bad guy's windows that's watching him from like, you know, like a few hundred feet away or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a few cool shots in the film. Um, I actually liked the, the the special effects didn't look too bad. They didn't try to do more. Generally, they didn't try to do more than they really could with their budget. Right. Um, just some like, you know, super jumping stuff that looked pretty decent, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wouldn't have expected. I, I think these special effects would have been something you could expect to see in an actual real film like that had made it to the movies. Like there was nothing that screamed TV special effect to me. No, no, no. And of course, you know, you got to love the uh, the van and the bike. Um, yeah. Even though, I mean, they said it's from... It has rocket and jet power, Steve. <laughs> and and then when they finally get to the, um, you know, the suit, when they uh, put all the gadgets in the um, in the van and they show it transform and stuff, I love how the uh, bike just, like, shoots out of it. It's actually yeah. kind of interesting, I think. Um, but it's like... Yeah, because it didn't look like they had sped up the footage. No, no, it looked pretty good. Um, it, yeah. But uh, let's see. Let, let's get to the bad, Steve. I, I can tell that you're, you're itching to go, Steve. You're, you're already queuing up your new bumper. And here it comes. Be very, very bad. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, A little gold dust there at the end. Oh, well, it's supposed to be like shuddering in terror, <laughs> not like erotically. But, you know, you take it however you want, buddy. <laughs> well, Steve, it, it can be both. I think I think you're the, the weirdo on this episode. Usually it's me uh, being attracted to cartoon characters, but you're the... Well, well Steve, uh, this might be in your bad, actually, but somebody did just comment, historic nerd. Uh, you're telling me that the epic oil slick scene isn't worthy of a Hollywood blockbuster. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think I have that in the bad section. I, I mean, I just... I just thought that was funny and the the face that he makes when he sprays the oil on the on those guys like i've got a there's a slideshow playing here for those who are listening and there was a still from that very scene uh up here and he's just he's just grinning ear to ear he thinks it's hilarious and i he, he think yeah and, and those i thought that that was so funny too because like those guys were slipping and sliding like they were like it was astroglide or something <laughs> And uh, it was like typical Three Stooges stuff, uh, basically. Yeah, and they have they still have their guns. They can still, they can shoot them. Just just lay down and shoot them. Well, what I but, uh, what I thought was funny is I mean, man, those those security guards were man. They they were diligent. They they were like yeah. shooting at him. It's like it's just a you know it's just an intruder. You're supposed to just get him and kick him out. You know, like mm-hmm. and how can you shoot at the flag, man? <laughs> right. Um, but uh, but yeah, like. Um, for some reason, I remembered the music being better than it was. Like again, maybe it was from the second movie, but I have written here that 
The music was a bit of a snooze fest. However, it is very indicative of like TV soundtracks at the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, I mean, Cap's laid back attitude is fun at first, but then that also I found very uh, snooze inducing after a while. He, he, he never like the intensity never ramps up for him. You know, no. Like, pe- once people are dying and stuff and like once he Dave attempted to kill him for the second or third time, mm-hmm. at some point you think he'd like get pissed yeah and pissed. i mean that's what you know and that's what we all want to want to see you know just you know heroes in there you know get pissed and beat the crap out of things um H- historic nerd also commented about red brown uh, that his acting has two settings yelling really loud or just smiling with a stupid grin just the best <laughs> we we didn't even get the yelling really loud like he seemed slightly perturbed at times like when simon was trying to talk him into you know, taking the serum and becoming Captain America. He was just like, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And then he's like back to being the surfer dude again. Um, I mean, another thing that was, again, this, and I guess this is for fans of the regular Cap is, it's just weird seeing Captain America hang out on the West Coast because, you know, Marvel is so East Coast centric. (laughs) what <laughs> that's so nitpicky but it's true though it's true because <laughs> he's on the west coast <laughs> yeah i mean he's not some surfer dude he's not like my captain america <laughs> and he's a soldier and that's another thing is that you know uh military dudes they act like i mean he's supposed to be a former marine they have like a way of like sort of standing and acting and like he never <laughs> i never felt now, like now steve i i i I see what you're saying, but I will also say that later on, he has a little monologue about how he's tired of the military life mm-hmm. and the yes sir and no sir and being told what to do and how he doesn't want to have to look forward to weekends. He wants to be free to do whatever he wants every day. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm okay with him acting that way because he's like trying to like get rid of the military life in in, in his life. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> I, I well, I, I, mean, dude, I I can't believe that I am defending this movie so. I can't uh, believe even, you are either, uh, I, dude. If you would have told me this before I watched it, I would have been like, "Get out of here!" No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I, I I think you know. I mean, Red Brown's dubious acting aside, like he's as, as a character. I think they did a pretty good job of establishing who Steve Rogers is. They just like you said that. though, made him too laid back for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just needs some range. He just needed some acting lessons. That's all. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like um, the director, uh, Mr. Holcomb, I swear, I mean, I could only imagine that, you know, they didn't really have a lot of time to shoot this. And he's probably like, hey, get in there, Mr. Brown. Bada bing, bada boom, bay, you're done. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's go back and do some cocaine 70s style or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I just thought that, I mean, there was just an overall lack of uh, humanity in the entire film. Even in the way that <laughs> there was just like the, the way the people were blocked in the scenes, they just stood around yeah. in the most boring way possible. Um, there was, you said there were a lot of uh, helicopter scenes and chases. There were a lot, there was a lot of talking on phones, uh, like just. I mean, I guess that's how, but, you know, a a couple of them are okay, but I swear, like, almost every, like, third scene was a talking on the phone scene. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of extra stuff that I think, to your point earlier, was done just to extend the time. Like, after they, um, at one point, to to, uh, get him to the point where his van's going to veer off, they make him take a detour by setting up a fake little road construction area. mm Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll take the detour since there's construction here. And then they do a shot that stays on these guys putting the signs back, yeah. like basically wrapping up, like putting away their, const- their fake construction equipment. Why? Well, see, Why? hell, people had much better attention spans back then, I guess. Like, but clearly it's just like to like drag out the scene. Uh, right. But I, sorry, see, I just got to put a couple more messages in the chat. Smoke Please. Said, Could we be in the middle of a red brown essence? <laughs> 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 after having watched decades of red brown he never gets better he just yells more man i've just this is the only red brown i think i've ever seen from start to finish uh was he like the bruce campbell of his day like i i don't know um maybe I'm, we might we might have to look up some more of his uh 
work? Yeah, yeah. I I smell future episodes. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we could probably get him on as a guest. Yeah, oh, <laughs> don't need, that sounds. At least we know historic nerd will show up. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, what else do we have here? I mean, you already talked about how the final action sequence takes forever, um, and it is so anticlimactic. But before yeah. we get to that, uh, I mean, the shield. I mean, mm. all right, I get that they were trying to, like, modernize it, but it looks like a child's Frisbee um, or yeah. a dog's, like, massive dog food bowl. Um, <laughs> I, I like how... It looks very cheap. I mean, I almost understand their thinking. It's like, oh, it's the windshield on the motorcycle, so he needs to be able to see through it. And that makes sense, but it almost makes too much sense because, right. again, it looks flimsy and weak. It doesn't look bulletproof in the slightest and i mean cap he would put the uh, shield in front of like the little hover bikes that uh, shield has i forget what they're called mm-hmm. at the moment so i mean it is comic accurate but but again that shield is freaking weak man um yeah it, it looked real cheap like you said you can see it bending mm-hmm. a few times um <laughs> it just looks like some plastic thing that they found and just painted yeah yeah kids toy um yeah i also i mean i understand why they had to do it but i i just got sick of hearing about steve's dad who i guess is the real captain america i mean we still don't know at this point probably never will dude i I did think it was funny that they said uh the doctor tells steve that yeah they used to call your dad captain america as a as like a joke you know to insult him (laughs) which i thought it was like funny that that's like how the name came about and then when he presents the costume to him he goes I think I think it was in this scene. He goes, "We're gonna ram Captain America down their throats." <laughs> I'm like, that's more of a Harry Johnson line, if you ask me, but uh, or part of the Captain America triple X porn parody. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I'm sure that was uh, Crumb Holes or whatever his name is. That uh, <laughs> that in. yeah, yeah, probably that sick pervert. Um, yeah, yeah, you're gonna ram him down. <laughs> you're gonna ram yourself down his throat, down his crumble. But yeah, they really did try to use some logic in in making this theme thing work. It was just. But uh, we're in the bad. But we're in the bad, Stephen. I feel like you have a long list. Uh, so. you know, all right. I mean, it's longer compared to the good. Uh, oh yeah, there's um when Steve ends up in the hospital. He, uh, I love how that one henchman just casually walks right into the hospital room. <laughs> there was uh, nobody standing guard or anything. Yeah. But hey, with, man. With his gun. Yeah. Like, he walked in holding the gun already. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, this is pre-9-11. It was the swinging 70s. Everyone's, you know, coked out of their minds. So, yeah. you know, they were, the nurse was just like, yeah. oh, just go right in, Mr. Gunhold. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, for for people who, you know, concentrated so much on the logic of one Captain America, they didn't seem to care about how, you know, a henchman can just walk right into a hospital. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that at least, like, the henchman and the the main bad guy, like, they're, they're so generic, I don't even really remember their names, but those yeah. dudes at least attempted to act. Um, yeah. I'll give them... I mean, I, I would say most people in this movie are... They're okay actors. They're decent enough, with the exception of Red Brown, mm-hmm. the young girl that was the daughter right. of oh, yeah. the guy that dies. She's su- and by the way, so her dad dies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, this is the guy who like was being used to make the neutron bomb. Yes, yes, <laughs> neutron bomb. Yeah. Wanted. Uh, anyways, so but it was being done against his will because the bad guys had his wife. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So the guy gets killed and his daughter, you know, is not taking it well. Mm-hmm. But then like some doctor is like, I gave her a sedative. Uh, <laughs> so somebody asked her, is she going to be OK? I, th- I think Red Brown says that she's going to be OK to the doctor. And he's like, well, I gave her a sedative, but she, put, she should go to the hospital for a day or two. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, man, if only that doctor could have been played by Bill Cosby. Like, is this what people were going to the hospital for in the seventies? <laughs> like, well, she was upset. Like, you know, you have to cure those emotions. You know, people needed to be a little more red brown and a little less that lady. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. But it, it it was just weird. I mean, it made sense that she's upset, right? Sure. But it was just weird. Like, I gave her a sedative. <laughs> I gave her some lewds, man. Like, yeah, I, I drugged her, but uh, she should. 
I recommend she goes to the hospital for a day or two. Is it because of the sedative? <laughs> <laughs> I gave her too much. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a terrible historic doctor. Historic nerd said that. Historic nerd commented that the shield looks like one of those stylish bowls from Pure One Imports. But uh, more importantly, he just said Captain Rufy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming up with better comments than what we're coming up with. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yeah, sorry, Steve. Continue with your bad. No, no. Um, I mean, we've already hit a lot of it. Uh, that the first cap costume is uh, pretty bad. Um, like you said, it reeks of evil Knievel, and it's just really just the fact that the stripes are like a vest. Oh, that's like just awful. But I guess. What did you think of the second costume, the final costume at the end? I mean, it was be- oh, and, and another thing. I mean, it was better, of course. But and another yeah. thing, I was like, uh, I thought it was funny how Simon was like, oh, you need to wear this costume so you can hide your identity. Yet his like goggles are see-through and you can like see his right. face just perfectly fine um yeah I, if i think it would have been eh, it probably would have looked a little too sinister if they made the the goggles like black or something or they could have done goggles with like the stripes on it like macho man yeah. used to have like <laughs> now his final costume covers him up a little bit better yeah. uh because it's more like the the comic book costume yes 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 but they still had to have a, a helmet uh which is uh pretty funny because i mean that's what they did for the the world war ii outfit in um in the marvel movie uh you know he had a helmet in that one as well uh and i guess in, in the subsequent films as well now that i think of it um which i mean what even what even is it in the comics and why does he always have those little wings i never really understood yeah, I that know, i don't know what that either. <laughs> uh but the current design is pretty cool like the wings are just sort of drawn on but uh anyway i know you're not going to read any captain america it's fine uh but neither am i uh, why would i i've already seen the peak of captain america brett brown <laughs> yeah. i wonder if like he and chris evans have ever actually met um but uh i mean i assume that he mentored chris uh <laughs> right. let me show you how to throw wait let me show yeah. you how to throw the shield chris just and pick let it me up take you under my shield yeah. man. <laughs> just delicately grab it like this and just woo, there it goes now let's dude what am i oh sorry go ahead let's go do some lewds okay <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm done one of my favorite one of my favorite lines of the movie is when uh Steve Rogers and uh, the doctor guy that's trying to convince him to become Captain America are walking on the beach and the doctor tells him, uh, no, your father believed in the real American ideals and Steve says, those are hard to find these days. And then the doctor replies, not if you know, not if you look and look hard enough. And then Steve replies, right on. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. <laughs> right you got on. It. Yeah. Oh, and I just want to say that they are on, um, Looks like they're hanging around Malibu, Pacific Coast Highway area. Pretty sure I've walked where they've walked, just uh, just to make you a little bit jealous since you love this movie mm-hmm. so much. Uh, wow. But hey, you ever come out here and visit me, man, we'll go. We'll go to the spots where <laughs> Captain America 1979 was shot, and we definitely won't check out any of the cool places where Star Trek was shot. Oh, and I've been wow. there too, by the way. Um, <laughs> that weird rock thing that Kirk has been to, I've been uh, the, there. The, the Vasquez rock. That's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the Yehel Vasquez They're actually in rock. every Star Trek series they've been used. It's a, that, it's a thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, enough about Star Trek. Um, yes. I think that pretty much covers it. Um, let's see. Lacks any humanity. Blah blah blah. Uh, I think I, I. <laughs> so- said the um the soundtrack at times sounds like a team meets murder she wrote um yeah. and uh yeah i think that's it i mean i think like uh i i wanted to like it more if they oh okay let's get to the the end which is so anticlimactic i mean i don't know about you but you know i wanted to see captain america you know bust some heads um but yeah. that did not happen at the end I, I am shocked that he didn't defuse the bomb himself right like, real weird and he sounds like a complete moron <laughs> when he gets to the bomb so he breaks into the the truck that they're carrying this bomb in mm-hmm. and um he's like i think this might be the bomb and, he, and so he's like on his little cb radio again you know talking to the doctor and he's like all right well describe it to me what do you see captain america and he's like there's a blue light there's a there's a green blinking light there's a dial and a, and a digital clock and then the doctor's like 
Yep, that could be a neutron bomb. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was anticlimactic, dude. And then, so the main bad guy is in the truck, the bat, the the pickup truck, uh, not the pickup truck, the like a big rig truck, like in the, I don't know what it's called, the container part mm-hmm. with the bomb. And to knock him out, does Captain America go in, break in there, punch him? Nope. He tilts one of the, I don't know what they're called, mufflers, the giant oh, exhaust Oh, that things. was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, and he tips it into a, like, window mm. that's connect, that's uh, that leads into the container. And just, like, you know, the exhaust fumes go in there. And it almost kills the guy? <laughs> what? <laughs> After, like, five seconds, yeah. the guy is, like, dying. Like, I think they were looking for excuses to avoid a fight at all costs. Because they just didn't have the time or the money. Like I, I have a theory. Okay. They didn't want, like, because this was going to be on network TV, mm-hmm. and they thought, okay, we're, even though this is kind of geared and written like for adults to enjoy, mm-hmm. they knew kids would watch it. There's The violence in this movie is very weird. Mm-hmm. Even when Captain America's van gets thrown off the side of the mountain, Captain America gets out of the van, his shirt is ripped in two places, and no blood. Right, right. Uh, this is there's like, yeah, there's like nobody ever has blood when he gets into a fight with the, the henchmen. Like he throws like meat at them, <laughs> yeah. and we don't even see him knock out two of the three henchmen. We just like they just cut to a shot where they're on hooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um pretty uh, disappointing uh, for sure. I mean, like they show the Incredible Hulk like hit things. Like why can't Captain America? hit things but think about it he also when those soldiers uh, those security guards we were talking about earlier um (laughs) sorry i just read that historic name wrote chris evans nah bro red brown if only they can get him on falcon and the winter soldier (laughs) man i hope the falcon and winter soldier never comes back but that's another well but if red brown is on it i i'll uh, watch it then yeah i'll admit it yeah (laughs) but uh even when he's like dealing with those security guards and he throws like uh the oil on them or whatever Mm -hmm. they slide around he doesn't fight them, right? Like, no. He just does that. He doesn't lay a finger on them. No. Then when he takes like the scientist and asks him for information, and he finds the two ladies that were kidnapped, he doesn't punch him either. He like throws him in there, kind of a little bit of a shove. Then he like grabs him by the by his collar. coat, collar, gently puts him up against the wall, asks him a few <laughs> questions, and the guy like faints. Pa- yeah, he like faints, but it almost seems like he died because <laughs> Captain America checks his pulse and then he makes this face. He goes, <laughs> and he like gets out of it. it was the weirdest See, thing. I think that, all right, since we're going on the theory that they wanted to have like as little violence as possible and to keep things as kid friendly as possible, I think what was supposed to happen there is he was supposed to check the pulse to show that he was alive. But Rev Brown uh-huh. lacks, you know, any kind of like, you know, nuance to be like, you know, all he had to do was like, oh, oh. he's okay. And then like move on. Yeah. It's like he was instead he was just like, oh, what, what the he's hell like, am Ooh. I doing here? I'll just touch him and nah, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. He's like, oh, my God, something's wrong. His neck is pulsating. Yeah. Oh, I better get out of here. No, that means he's alive. Rev. Yeah. That's good. I broke this guy's neck and now it's like, yeah, shooting blood everywhere inside it. Um man <laughs> my god this man is filled with blood what have i done <laughs> yeah all the while uh the the crew was back there just yawning and just like well what's what's the next thing we're shooting uh, incredible hulk ep- yeah. you know, season four yeah. but but see the anticlimactic end with mm-hmm. uh the guys knocked out the main bad guy mm-hmm. and they find that he's got a dead man switch attached to him How that measures his yeah measures his pulse mm-hmm. they, they did establish that earlier though that that was to be like his little safety net to so the police in case the police showed up. Right. So uh, once again, I hate to defend this movie, Steve, but they did provide a reason for it I, earlier. I will say that. Okay, characterization of Captain America strong. Uh, you know the logic that a lot of the more outlandish and fantastic science fiction elements strong. It's just the like pacing and execution Mm -hmm. and like action all of that is like bad um i agree those are definitely the weak parts um Uh. yeah like and obviously the you know 
Reb Brown just, you know, he needed a little bit more, a lot more uh, acting. Yeah. I wonder if, was this his first role? Did you happen to know? I don't know, but... Uh, I mean, I just but, didn't oh, know if you saw it when you were researching, but... Uh, Histo- historic nerd would probably know. He seems to be... Yeah, uh, president real, of real the thing. Red Brown fan club. He just wrote that Red Brown's the man who can save the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I don't think anyone can uh, save that sinking ship. Um, but, but um, the... Uh, a- a- anyway, so the guy's, like, dying somehow. The bad guy right. is dying from breathing, like, fumes for Not five seconds. fumes for five seconds, Yep. And his pulse is getting so low that they're afraid the dead man switch is going to go off. Mm. So they basically give him some oxygen, oh. give him a shot, and then they're like, "Oh, his heartbeat, his heart, um, his pulse is getting better. He's going to be okay." Mm-hmm. And then Captain America goes, "So we're all going to be okay." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that sounds like a line that like some little kid would would deliver. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. And it was weird. Like, so he basically didn't save the day all he did was allow this guy to come in and you know this medic like probably yeah you know making slightly above minimum wage <laughs> medic and uh and and he no this guy talks to the president sir that medic uh oh right and... right okay so you know all right he's got a government or salary. so he says yeah yeah so he says um we, we, and... we never actually see him talk to the president yeah so i mean all captain america did was like he was more concerned about his bike being taken care of. <laughs> Captain America actually almost set off the neutron bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By almost killing this guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Captain America, uh, I, don't, I don't, do we, is he the hero of this? Uh, I mean, I'd like to pretend that the van and the bike are, because they were the most yeah. interesting things in this entire film. Um, I would have, it would have been interesting if they would have been able to uh, continue moving forward uh, to see like how many other scenarios they would come up with to keep Cap from ever having to throw a punch. Like, <laughs> like so they already did an oil slick. He already used like smoke, basically, yeah. um, noxious smoke. Like next, he, um, he, he threw meat at a butcher place. Right, uh, yep, yep. at the guys throwing meat. That's a that's an old standby. <laughs> he didn't throw the shield at anyone. I don't think. No. so. I guess we still got that. Like but, I was uh, thinking, you know, he could throw the shield at like uh, something that's o- above the bad guys and it would fall on them. Like I mean, that's mm, like I could see that. That's yeah. That's pure like seventies cheese right there. Mm. Like I don't even. Yeah. It's weird because. When I think back, at least at 70s cinema, all I think about is, like, I guess the more, like, violent, uh, very, like, nihilistic stuff that came out. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like Chinatown or the, you know, the original Rambo, you know, First Blood. I think that was, like, 1979. Um, But, I mean, I guess TV is, like, a completely different beast. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if if we were to go back and watch, like, A-Team episodes, which... I think we're like late seventies, early eighties. It would be pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Or they... No one ever gets uh, shot. Like they shoot right. a lot of guns, but no one ever actually gets shot. Yeah, like like GI Joe. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. 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 Sure. Anytime somebody falls out of something, they always land in like a thing of water. Right. Which actually happens in this movie too. Yeah. Somebody falls out of a helicopter into uh, a thing of water, but uh, right. I remember the uh, yeah. the Cobra jets would get shot down, and they would always parachute out like um, all the time. Um, but uh, all right. Anyway, I think uh, any last words to uh, defend Captain America 1979? No, I, I think I'm ready to see. I think I know what you feel about it, if it deserves uh, to be remembered or not. But I think we're ready. All right. So uh, in accordance to obscurity now, does uh, Captain America 1979, does it deserve to be remembered or tossed into the black hole of obscurity never to be heard from again i mean i i liked it i i if i were to watch it if somebody was to take my uh opinion to heart and go watch it i would just say fast forward once you see a helicopter flying through the air just fast forward till it's done uh you'll save about 20 minutes and the film will pacing will suddenly be much better that <laughs> So I and also, or you could just take a shot whenever you saw a, a helicopter. Well, you, uh, we don't want him to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying it should it should be remembered? Yeah, yeah. I 
think it's actually, you know, shows a lot of like what became the template later on for, you know, Marvel movies when they want to introduce a new character in their first movie. It's true. But uh, on the other hand, I think this is the worst movie we've watched. I think this is one of the best things we've watched. I'd rather watch (laughs) Generation X than this. Um, Just because like there's stuff in there that's memorable. The only thing in this movie that I think is memorable is the van, the motorcycle, and the costume. Um, other than that, everything else is uh, disposable. Uh, so, I mean, I think it, it'll probably be lost to time anyway. But if anyone asked me, I'd say you should skip it. I mean, I'd rather watch the, the canon like 1990 uh, Captain America rather than this. Um, have you seen that one, by the way? No, no, I haven't. Okay, so it is a stalemate for Captain America 1979. Um, wow, second stalemate in a row. Yeah, wow. well, I mean, we've only sort of just implemented this, uh, like... 100% uh, <laughs> of our opinions have been stalemate. I'll have nothing but Great. Uh, see how long the stalemates will keep going. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, um, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Obscurity Now. Is there anything else that the people need to know, you hell? No, no. I uh, I will say if you're going to watch this movie, try and watch it for free, though. Don't rent it like I did. Oh, you paid? Oh, you should have told me, man. It wasn't on Tubi? Um, it is on Tubi. I didn't find out until after. Oh, I, uh, oh you got to tell. I, I, don't I, want, but I, get, I, I don't want It was like two bucks. Oh, well, I still don't want you spending money on crap like this. <laughs> And I didn't have to watch Kamara. Actually, I'm glad I, I am glad I rented it because between the helicopter scenes, I don't want commercials added <laughs> to that. So that's a good point. Well, hey, I mean, it sounds like you enjoyed it. So uh, you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Obscurity Now. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel so you will never uh, miss an episode. Or you can subscribe to the podcast feed if you're more of an audio person. And uh, we'll see you next week. And remember, Obscurity Now, insanity later. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.